Kareem Hunt is still out of work. It's a football Monday around here. We have some sports to talk about, if you don't mind. If not necessarily how the Steelers blew a game that they should have won and shouldn't blame the officiating. Uh, It's bad PR for the NFL again and some bad PR for the Steelers after last night. First, the NFL. uh, Kareem Hunt is or was uh, a really good running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. But he was put on waivers over the weekend because of a video that popped up. Uh, The video was recorded back in February, and it shows him assaulting a woman in a hotel hallway, including kicking her while she's crouched down. Uh, Maybe you remember what happened to Ray Rice, Baltimore Ravens. Um, He showed up in an elevator, on an elevator security video, um, knocking out his wife with one punch a couple years ago, a few years ago now, I guess. Anyway, he disappeared from the NFL, won't be coming back. And that was when the, maybe you remember this, the NFL decided to get really serious about players beating on women. Well, it's beginning to look like it only counts if there's a video, Uh, unfortunately. Reuben Foster, and we had a columnist on from the Washington Post last week to talk about this. Uh, Reuben Foster is a linebacker uh, who was uh, cut by the uh, 49ers. He was accused of beating up a woman last week and was actually I think it might have been two weekends ago but anyway he was cut last week by the 49ers released but the Redskins picked him up on waivers now he can't play for anybody yet because he's on the uh, what's called the exempt list but he has a job and I believe he's getting paid for not playing right now which isn't a bad deal and nobody has picked Hunt up yet there's a chance nobody will maybe ever in a few minutes we're going to talk to Frank Bull he's a a Pittsburgh guy who's been a sportscaster in Kansas City for a long time. And we're going to find out from him how this story is playing out there in Kansas City, where they've had some experiences with this kind of thing, some bad experiences with this kind of thing. Now, the Steelers' PR issue now, uh, that's a, uh, a video that has gone viral. And you, it, was on, it made the Drudge Report, put it that way. That's seen by millions and millions and millions of people, at least available, if it's on the Drudge Report. It's two idiots wearing Steelers jerseys at last night's game. They get in a fight. One guy delivers a major league headbutt to the other. My question when I see stuff like this is, one, uh, you know, why are grown men wearing replica jerseys with a player's name on the back? I don't get that at all. That's, that's another issue and never will get that. But the other question is, were these guys thrown out of Heinz Field? And if not, why not? And if someone had taken the video that's gone around the world to a security guard last night after it happened and showed it to a security guard, would the idiots be found, searched out and found, and then thrown out? Well, I tried to get an answer from security and was passed around to several different people uh, on the telephone and was never given an answer. They told me they'd call me back, which they didn't. So then I called them. And they said, well, you know, maybe you ought to contact Steelers Media Relations. I tried but got no response from the Steelers. Uh, So you'd think somebody in security might be able to tell me what happened to the clowns in the video. I mean, it's all the the video is everywhere. You think somebody there might be able to say, yeah, we, we got them. We threw them out. Why not? Well, I wonder. But I also wonder sometimes why anybody goes to Steelers games, especially night games. I've never sat in the stands for a game at Heinz Field. For, never. Been to plenty of games, sat in the press box. Never sat in a Heinz Field for a game. Pitt or Steelers, and don't plan on doing it. 
We'll get the word from Kansas City on the NFL's latest PR nightmare when we come back here on the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Stick around. Don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. The 2018 Donut Hole is closing fast. Open enrollment ends December 7th, and you have some important decisions to make today. This is John Stagerwald. Medicare is confusing. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial know you have questions, and they have the answers you're looking for. Before you lock in for another year, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold Pat for 2019? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up next year and how much? Should you switch your Part D prescription plan or drop it all together? Don't go it alone. Let Marley Financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want. A plan that focuses not just on cost, but quality. With lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none. Why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses? Visit MarleyFG.com today. That's MarleyFG.com. Everybody's doing it, and everybody's making money at it, except you. You're losing holiday business to your online competitors, and you don't know how to get in the game. Talk to us at Salem Surround, digital marketing experts who offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness, even if you have none, and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales coming out of this season. We can design and implement all of your online marketing under one roof, give you monthly reports on results, and instantly move your dollars to the most effective areas of your online advertising and sales. Social marketing, geofencing, web search enhancement, event targeting, and more. Now, there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround, increasing sales dramatically. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. That's surroundpittsburgh.com, connecting you with new customers. Truth is timeless. At the Original Mattress Factory, our business philosophy is based on honesty and truth, and it never changes. Simply stated, we treat our customers the way we want to be treated ourselves. This means we treat people with respect, we educate rather than manipulate, and we offer genuine value and substantial savings, not simply by saying it, but by proving it with cutaways of our mattresses compared side-by-side with the mainstream brands. Stop by one of our store locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. Here at the Original Mattress Factory, we'd like to know, is it better to give or receive? One lucky winner in each of our markets will get to make that choice for themselves this Christmas. In the spirit of the season, we will be giving away a queen-size orthopedic luxury firm mattress set for each winner to either give to a loved one or receive for themselves. Visit any of our stores by December 18th to enter and for all official rules. No purchase is necessary to win, but eligibility restrictions do apply. May your holiday be merry and bright, and you always sleep tight. Are you about to pay double for roof replacement or repair? If you haven't called Windows or Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for siding, doors, gutters, downspouts, and roof replacement and repair. Factory certified by North America's largest roof manufacturer, Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months on up to $20,000. Windows R Us will match any competitor's price. No hidden fees or surprises ever. 
Schedule a free roof inspection today. Mention AM 1250 for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company. Windows R Us, more than a window company. Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Okay, so the NFL has another PR nightmare on its hands. Kareem Hunt, a player for the Kansas City Chiefs. He was exposed in a video for roughing up a woman in a hotel hallway, and he was put on waivers. And now there's a lot of questions about what happened, what the Kansas City Chiefs knew, what the NFL knew, and why they didn't do something about it. Frank Bowles, a sportscaster in Kansas City, he's been out there, and he's a Pittsburgh guy. He's been out there as long as I've been here covering sports, and he joins us now. Frank, thanks for being here. Hey, Stag, you know me anytime, pal. Yeah, so listen, uh, first of all, just tell me how the story, I mean, well, we know how it's playing nationally, but you're in Kansas City. So how is this story playing there with the Chiefs? Uh, lots of t- uh, Super Bowl talk about the team and uh, a popular player. How is this playing in Kansas City today, Monday Monday after uh, the weekend? Well, you know, you've been around this business for a long, long time. You could imagine here uh, you, you're getting about a 50-50 situation with the Chiefs fans. Number one, there's 50% of them will go, well, you know, what'd she do? Did she, you know, she was being aggressive. She used a racist term to him, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. They're trying in some way, there is no defense for what he did, but they're trying some way to defend him. And then you're getting the other side of the fence where you have the fans that have seen this happen and they are fully behind the Chiefs 100% uh, for getting rid of him. Now, that brings us to the the other aspect of it. What have you found, what have you heard about what the Chiefs knew and what the NFL knew and when they knew it about this? Well, what the NFL and what the Chiefs are saying is they both knew about it after the incident happened in Cleveland in February, okay? Uh, But they had neither side says they saw the video until Friday when TMZ released the video, okay? The problem with a lot of this is now at this point, well, why, how could TMZ get it and you couldn't? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the NFL turns around and says, well, we don't have subpoena power, so that that isn't something we're able to do. The, the biggest thing here for me, the whole crux of this thing for me is this. Number one, the Cleveland police, okay? They have body cam stuff that you've probably seen, too. Not just the hallway video, mm-hmm. but they had the body cam after the incident before they saw the video as well. The girl says, hey, look, I was assaulted. I think his first name was Kareem. Um, and all you have to do, in so many words, she said, go and look at the video. They have video here in the hotel hallways. Go and look at the video. Well, the police at least at that juncture, didn't do that. Because I believe if the police go and look at the video, Kareem Hunt gets arrested on the spot at that time if they see that video, because that was definitely an assault. Right. Okay? One way or the other, even if it, you say, well, he pushed his friend and the friend hit the girl, well, then Kareem kicks the girl. Mm-hmm. Okay, so whatever you've seen in the hallway is enough to at least take him to jail, sit him down, and find out exactly all the circumstances surrounding this, and then if the woman wants to press charges. Well, obviously the woman at that point said she was assaulted, 
but she didn't want to press charges. Okay, so then we move forward maybe a week or two, and the Chiefs find out about it. The NFL finds out about it. Chiefs find out about it first. They grab Kareem. They say, listen, they bring him in. They say, what happened? And Kareem gives them a BS story that he never touched her. This is all via boom, whatever. Yeah. You know, and they're saying, are you telling us the truth? And he says, absolutely, I'm telling you the truth. Then the Chiefs go to the NFL. The NFL goes, okay, we don't want you to um, investigate this any longer. This is in our ball, uh, our ballpark now, in the NFL's ballpark, not in the individual teams. This is the way they handle these things. So then the NFL takes it. And what happens? They didn't interview Kareem. They didn't even try to interview the girl. Or, or get to her. They didn't even talk to the Cleveland police about a video or anything else that, as as far as, as the case was concerned. So, and it was just, it's like, it, it started in the beginning with the Cleveland police, uh, and then it goes through the NFL, and everybody's trying to, you know, shove it under the rug. But come on, let's face it, you can't be stupid enough to think there's not video. Not in a public hallway. There's just no way in a, in, in a hotel... In a hallway, there's going to be video somewhere. So the Chiefs grab, so they see the, so we fast forward to Friday, and the Chiefs and the NFL finally see the video. The Chiefs right away come out and say, Kareem lied to us, which isn't even the worst. I mean, they say, okay, Kareem did not tell you one truthful with us, therefore, uh, we are, we're waiving him right now. Now, they made sure the NFL put him uh, on the, uh, on, on that NFL list. Exemplus. Uh, so the, the exemplus, because that means Kareem cannot play the rest of this season for anybody else. Mm-hmm. Okay, depending on how the NFL would rule about a suspension or whatever. I don't think once the video came out, there was any uh, thought that Kareem was going to play for anybody else this season. So the deal is they put him on the exemplus. Then right after they put him on the exemplus, the Chiefs cut him. They waived him. And they have until 4 o'clock this afternoon. Uh, for somebody else in the NFL uh, to, to pick him up. But she said in her statement, we cut him because he was not truthful with us and he lied to us. Instead of saying, hey, you just aren't, you shouldn't do this. We're cutting you because this isn't the kind of football player we want. It's more than you just lying to us. But so, it's possible you know. that, because uh, the Redskins picked up Reuben Foster. I Absolutely. But there was well, no look video. At the Chiefs history, right. And that's a look at the Chiefs yesterday. Justin Houston came in the league. They got him in the third round because he had some off some off field issues yeah. when he was in college. Tyreek Hill tried to strangle his pregnant girlfriend, punched her in the stomach. And the Chiefs dra- now he did that in college. The right. Chiefs drafted him, and they caught all kinds of hell. Javon Belcher killed his girlfriend, shot her to death here in. in I forgot in, in, about that story. That's right. Those Goes to the back to the uh, the practice facility and kills himself in the parking lot. I mean, they, they've had they've had issues before. Now Kareem never had had an issue in college with this. Okay, he was suspended from his team at Toledo. He played for the Rockets back in college, so he was suspended. It was a it was a he broke a he violated team rules. Now that could be anything from didn't go to class to. He got in a fight in a bar somewhere off campus when he was supposed to be, you know, somewhere else or whatever. We don't know. It was it was never revealed. But the the Chiefs had had absolutely no red flags as far as you know drafting Kareem Hunt. They thought they had a heck of a play. You know, they thought yeah. they got what they 
you know, they thought he got the NFL player, and he's really come around and done what he's done for the Chiefs, and he's, you know, he's leading rusher in the NFL last year. I mean, he was just an incredible player. The, the problem with this is this, then, Stag, too. About five months in June, okay, and you probably know this place better than I do, there is a little resort off of Cleveland on Lake Erie. It's a little resort island thing where you can rent part of it or rent yep. things from it or whatever, yep. and you can have parties out there, right? Yep. So... In June, he's at a party on this resort island. Now, who's this? I, on the, uh, this, this, is... this is Kareem. This oh, Kareem. Kareem. Hunt. Oh, okay. 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 We're, we're back to Kareem Hunt. Okay. okay I haven't heard this. This is okay. just several months after uh, he had the assault with the girl in, in the hallway in the hotel in Cleveland. Yeah. He's, he's at this party deal. They're out there, you know, partying. Mm-hmm. You do imagine what's going on. He gets in a fist fight with some guy. He gets in a fight with a guy. And then they have that as a police report. The guy said, I'm not going to press any charges. No big deal. It's a big misunderstanding. Yeah, we had words and we, you know, scuffled a little bit, but everything's fine. Boom. So that blew over. Now, there's two things back-to-back on Kareem Hunt that should have sent up the red flag. And go to Kareem Hunt and say, hey, Kareem, you got a problem. You got a problem with alcohol and you got a problem with anger management. We, We want to get you help in both areas and we're going to go through this because we don't need any more of this happening again now this is before they they should have done this before the season before they ever saw the video but then the video comes out and it's like anything else just like you said if you don't see the video it becomes not a big deal it didn't happen you see the video and you it's it's appalling Mm -hmm. i mean you just there's a 230 pound guy nfl guy lifts weights does all the stuff that girl probably weighed ninety five hundred pounds. Right. I, you know, I can't even imagine she was even that big. So it's just it was uh, it was appalling. So where does it go from here? Uh, I mean, uh, forget the the NFL ramifications and who he's going to play for. Um, what are the Chiefs going to do? And you know, how are the fans going to react to this? And and what's the NFL going to do? And you know, so it's just uh, this is this is this. It's been a big deal for a while. It doesn't seem to be going away. Oh, I don't think it's going to go away. You you and I both know if you play the game, you have a little bit of a violent streak in you anyway. Yeah, I want to say, Pippi, you played. You were, you were a really good, uh, great uh, college player at Villanova and played here at Central Catholic. You were a Pittsburgh guy. I forgot, uh, I, and, and I make sure everybody knows that. And I was going to say to you, Frank, that football players getting in drunken fights is not anything new. I'm sure you were around a couple when, when you were in college. I know I had some friends who go, I was always hiding behind the football players so I wouldn't get hurt. But I had well, friends. I was so small. I was always hiding behind my teammates. Yeah, that's what but I mean. That's I'd that's find that's somebody that's to hide behind, but that, that's nothing new. Yeah. No, and, and this is something that's gone through the league forever. Now it's it's just video. Now, now it's a big video deal. But I think there are more incidents of it now than there have been in the past. You know what I mean? Where even, and really, maybe there haven't been, but nothing has been reported. Nothing was reported back in those yeah. days. Uh, so I think maybe a lot of people got away with a lot of things. I know a lot of ex NFL players I know are say, "Well, I'm glad I, you know, I wasn't playing during the cell phone days." You know what I mean? Yeah, Where you have right. the cell phone video. But as far as the Chiefs are concerned, they've moved on. They've waived him. They have no intention of bringing him back, no matter what kind of rehab he goes through, what kind of, you know, psychological, uh, you know, ramifications are here, or, or, you know, if he goes and gets help or how he gets help or whatever, he's off their radar. 
now they've um, you know they still have uh, they have uh, Spencer Ware, Shark Kendrick West. They just re-signed. They have Daryl Williams who played for Miami for a little bit. You know, so they're mm-hmm. gonna they'll spread it around. They're, none of them are Kareem Hunt. They won't be the game breaker he is. But the fans basically after three days, there's still some argument about it. But they know it's fruitless now because he's not coming back to this team. Now all the fans are worried about is the fact he's gonna go. He's gonna do all the right things. Oh yeah! From this point on, you and know end what I mean. Up on the Patriots. He's going to say all, say all the right things. He's going to go to rehab. He's going to come out the other end, and hopefully he's okay. But he will play in the NFL again. I don't think there's any doubt in my mind. Now, what's the difference, be, Frank, between him and ahead. Ray Rice? Just his age, because Rice was coming near the end of his career, and this kid, how old's Hunt? Uh, Hunt's only twenty-three. Yeah, so he's got four or five at least good years as a running back. Oh, easy, yeah. Plus the fact that he's, you know, he's um, he's, he's never been hurt, mm-hmm. and he's cheap, and he's cheap because he's still on his rookie contract. Yeah, you know what I mean. They have, yeah. you got him for four years. Very attractive so player. Sudden, oh man, and here's the deal: who needs him? Boy, would Andrew Luck love to have that kid in Indy? Mm-hmm. Okay, they're talking about Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is going to cost you fourteen, fifteen, eighteen million bucks a year. Kareem Hunt's going to cost five hundred thousand. <laughs> okay, yeah. New England. Same deal. How about Pittsburgh? If, if uh, you know James yeah. Conner, you know you, you have a little issue with James Conner there. Maybe he's got a concussion situation or not, or injury situation. Would you like to have Kareem Hunt in Pittsburgh to help Ben Roethlisberger out? You know what I mean? I just there are teams out there that are chomping at the bit, but they don't want to look bad and jump right in it today and sign him before four o'clock. So we'll just have to see, you know, exactly what happens. A lot of people in the NFL say no one will sign him. But, uh, you know, I mean, right now, but uh, once he, you know, does some due diligence here and does what he thinks are the right things to try to get himself rehabbed, then uh, then they'll wait for that green light. And then there'll be a there'll be a bidding war for him. There'll be there'll be people out there chomping at the bit to get him. Now, talking to Frank Bull, who's been you've been covering uh, uh, sports in Kansas City for how long, Frank? Since eighty one, buddy. Okay, that's not that's only about what thirty eight years, thirty seven years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm, it, yeah. I'm up against the hard break. I got about a minute and a half. I just want to ask you yeah. because you and I have been around the same amount of time. The difference you covered the great Kansas City Chiefs teams. You you know uh, those guys. I covered the great Steeler teams. Uh, what how have how has the quality of players in the NFL changed? I'm talking about human beings, not not football players. Uh, I think it's changed. Um, the, the guys are not as accessible as they used to be. I used to do radio shows with guys. I did a radio show with Tim Grunard. did a radio show with Bill Moss, the former University of Pittsburgh yeah. player, a great player. Uh, I did shows with those guys. They were accessible. We'd go out and have a beer maybe, see them in a bar or something. Say, hey, how you doing? Buy you a beer, whatever. Yeah. Not being really friends, but whatever. You know, even back to the baseball players. Like, mm-hmm. I'm friends with George Brett and, you know, those guys that yeah. played back for the great uh, teams. And, and I know you're up against Brett. But they've all changed. The, the money has changed everything. I mean, money, they are just so isolated. They are so insulated. They're surrounded by their handlers. Um, it's just, it's a totally different world now than it was back in the day when we first started doing what we really love. We love covering this. Now it's just so much, it's not as much fun. It just isn't as much fun anymore as it used to be. It yeah. really isn't. I hear you. I, I'm, I'm in the same yeah. spot. Frank, I'm out of time. Always great to have you on. I'm sure we'll do it again sometime. Frank Pudgy Bowl. Thank you. Stag anytime, buddy. You know that. All right. And we'll be right back.
With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Former President George H.W. Bush's body has arrived back in Washington for final services in the nation's capital. A military band playing as the body of the late President George H.W. Bush arrives at Joint Base Andrews outside of Washington. At this hour, a private service is scheduled for members of Congress, during which Mr. Bush will be eulogized by the Senate and House Republican leaders, as well as Vice President Mike Pence. Following that, the body will then lie in state in the Capitol Rotunda through Wednesday morning for the public to pay its respects. An official state funeral will be held at the National Cathedral on Wednesday, which the president has designated as a national day of mourning. Correspondent Wally Hines reporting. On Wall Street, the Dow by 288 points. The Nasdaq rose 111, the S&P up 30, oil up 202 to 52.95 a barrel. This is SRN News. Ask yourself, if you built a van for your business, where would you start? At the beginning, of course, with the people who invented the work van over 100 years ago, Mercedes-Benz. You'd give your new Mercedes-Benz Sprinter advanced technology and safety to keep you connected and protected. You'd make it available in diesel and gas, and there would be thousands of configurations and upfits to choose from. You build it right here in the USA, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves nothing less than a van that's built for you. Introducing the all-new Mercedes-Benz Sprinter, the safest, most innovative Sprinter yet, starting at just $33,790. Built for you, the all-new Sprinter, built in the USA. Mercedes-Benz, vans, born to run. MSRP excludes all options, taxes, title, registration, transportation, charge, and dealer prep fee. Options, model availability, and actual dealer price may vary. See dealer for details about costs and terms. Equipment described as optional. 2019 Mercedes-Benz printer available soon. Dennis Prager explains why the left protests. I'll tell you what they're protesting. They are protesting the lack of cause and meaning in their life. They don't know this, but I do. Left-wing protests in America are overwhelmingly a result of an emptiness in the soul. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at noon, right before Michael Medved at 3 on AM 1250. The Answer. Over the past few months, we've been telling you about the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy. Most importantly, Institute analysis is fact-based, insightful, and timely. We offer public policy solutions that are grounded in the conservative principles of free enterprise, limited government, and civil discourse. If you like what you've been hearing about our conservative mission and would like to join us in that mission, then we invite you to become an Institute supporter. Tax-deductible donations can be made online at our website, AlleghenyInstitute.org. The average person considers estate planning just for the wealthy. Attorney Michelle Conti, host of Conti's Law on estate planning for the everyday person. There's a lot that goes into it. People take more time picking out what car they're going to buy, where they're going to go to dinner, as opposed to what happens to my children. The state will dictate who gets what if you don't indicate who is to receive your stuff upon your passing. We want to make sure we plan appropriately so that they get the best of both worlds. They continue to receive the benefit and they get the inheritance. The other thing you have to think about is tax planning. We tried to be proactive in the approach that we minimize any type of tax consequence when somebody dies, depending on the value of the estate. These taxes range anywhere from four and a half to 40%. So we try to make sure that the beneficiary will receive as much as they legally are able to. Hear more on Conti's Law, Sunday morning at 830. Here on The Answer. For immediate help, visit ContiLawPGH.com. The economy is growing, businesses are hiring, and Americans are 
feeling good about their future opportunities. Looking to upgrade your career? AM 1250 hosts an online virtual job fair 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, every day of the year. Keyword virtual at TheAnswerPGH.com to find our newest employment opportunities from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Sponsored by Express Employment Professionals of Robinson Township. The virtual job fair at TheAnswerPGH.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Good evening, I'm Ann Evans with a look at your traffic. It's jammed on 376 inbound between Route 60 and 22 and on 579 outbound between 380 and 279. 28 outbound is jammed as well, Route 8 to the Highland Park Bridge. An accident Pleasant Hills on 51 at Curry Hollow Road and there are delays. Bumper-to-bumper traffic on Route 8 outbound between 28 and Butler Street. I'm Ann Evans and that's a look at your traffic. AM 1250, The Answer, Weather. Rain will end as a bit of snow this evening with no snow accumulation expected. Otherwise, it will be a cloudy and cold night. Watch for slick spots, though, as temperatures do drop to 28. Mainly cloudy and cold tomorrow, a high of 35. Bit of snow late tomorrow night, which can leave a coating to an inch of accumulation. We'll see a low down to 26. And for Wednesday, cloudy and cold with a snow shower, high 32. I'm meteorologist Brian Thompson on AM 1250, The Answer. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, you may have noticed we're always looking for examples of stupid things being taught and done on college campuses. And most of that stupidity comes from liberal profs and liberal uh, administrators. But the kids who are repeating the stupidity passed on to them uh, might be already primed to accept the stupidity because of what they're being taught in high school. And you can tell by the books they're being asked to read, and maybe told to read, and maybe the books that they're not being asked to read. Uh, Josh Herring is an instructor at Thales Academy, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, and doctoral student in Faulkner University's Great Books Program, and he writes for the Federalist, so he knows a lot about books, and he joins us now. Thanks for being here. Hi, John. Thank you for having me on the show. So, um, uh, did I get the pronunciation of your school, your academy, correct? Uh, you were correct on Faulkner, and uh, that, that is Thales Academy, rather Th- than Thales Academy. We're Thales. Thales, okay. Who's it named after? Uh, we're named after Thales of Miletus, one of the pre-Socratic philosophers. I, I knew that. I just wanted to see if you did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, th- thanks. Uh, so, uh, but the doctrination, the indoctrination starts in high school, and it's all about the books, I guess? Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I found it fascinating when I uh, came downstairs uh, a couple, about a week and a half ago, and I found a new uh, a new sales catalog from uh, Penguin in my mailbox, and I opened it up. And I was expecting to see kind of a, a general range of stuff, but I was amazed as I went through the catalog how it seemed like every page had at least half of the page, in some cases the full page, dedicated to different social justice causes. And I went through, went to the uh, the opening of the of the catalog. Had a letter from the editor uh, in the in there, and he he had a quote in there from a, a national teachers union group uh, about how one of the things that they really needed to do was advocate for these social justice causes. And it just took took me aback because I, I usually have a very high opinion of Penguin as a publishing house. I was really surprised by what I found. So, uh, what is Penguin's? Uh penguin publishing's high school catalog all about i mean what is it that that got you uh so uh, upset that you would write about it for the federalists is this this something new that you're seeing that you know that that surprised you 
Uh, it's certainly something I'm not familiar with from Penguin before. I, I've gotten various magazines before. Uh, I, I've looked through Penguin's web presence before to, as part of my own yearly search for the next next year's resources. And I, I, I've never before seen Penguin kind of pushing that sort of those texts out. Uh, I, I would go to Penguin to order copies, maybe of Shakespeare or, or uh uh, American history text. I, I would not expect Penguin to be my place to get uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates' uh, book, Eight Years in Power. That was just surprising to me. So I, it was, I, I, as I read through there, I was just really, uh, I became more, a bit more frustrated because I know there are, there are plenty of teachers who are, they're, uh, they're, they're just very pressed for time. So uh, given more time, they might make different choices. But uh, if with the press of a deadline, they might very well just ask for what Penguin has ordered and ended up with a class set of these texts. So I, I just found it really frustrating that that's, that's really what Penguin is advocating and what they're trying to sell and what they think teachers are looking for and they, they suspect will, will sell. Well, maybe they know teachers are looking for that. Maybe that's become you know a chicken or the egg thing. Are the, are the, would the teachers... I mean, I don't know if you would. This is something you would know, but you know, just uh, would, is it possible that they know that this is the kind of book that teachers are expecting to see in a catalog and the ones that they want? Well, I mean, I think that's that's really. I, I hate to give any sort. I don't want to give any sort of blanket statement about teachers in yeah. general. I think it's it's always more complicated than that. I do think certainly uh, Penguin itself may very well be looking at where education programs across the country are going. And certainly on a, on a collegiate level and how teachers are being trained and how uh, social studies education programs are being run, that's certainly an emphasis. And it kind of goes in lockstep with uh, different textbook publishing decisions to emphasize one issue uh, over, over another issue, for example. I mean, that, that really, rather than try to strike kind of a balanced narrative of the Civil War, a, a, the short section of an American history textbook is going to really emphasize the evils of slavery, which certainly was an evil practice. But it's not, they're not going to try and strike kind of a, a historical balance by looking at other factors that might make a more complicated narrative. Instead, they're just going to tell a simplistic narrative. And, and really this, so I think this really kind of fits at that kind of level. I don't know that I see a huge, I don't want to indict the entire educational community uh, on, on that. But I certainly think that uh, Penguin is certainly making an advertising choice. And they, they assume that they're making a good one. Yeah, obviously, they're trying to sell books. Uh, that's a catalog. <laughs> books are for sale. <laughs> uh, um, so, But how much input do the high school teachers actually have in what books the schools buy? Um, in other words, if I'm, a, if I'm a teacher, who gets the catalog to me? Do I get it myself? Or does the you know the superintendent of the school district, or does the principal send uh, you know send me the catalog and say, "Here, here's your choices. Pick one." Well, I mean that that really is going to depend on on the school. I'm in a I, I'm blessed to be in a in a private school, and uh, I get a decent amount of say in what what text I use for my courses. So we have a set of standards that our administration sets out, and then as teachers, we get to select the text that best achieve those standards. Uh, but I had I was looking through I, I kind of broke one of those cardinal rules about writing anything on the internet. I read through some of the comments uh, that came under that article, and I remember one person commented about in the state of California, it's completely regulated from the top. So teachers don't get any of these decision making abilities. It is, as you said a moment ago, it's all the superintendent. So, the, so some hierarchy of bureaucracy is really making that decision. Um, so. 
but but Penguin is certainly at, they're they're assuming that teachers have some say, or I don't think I would have gotten it in my box. <laughs> See, this is really uh, scary to me because I don't know how much attention uh, parents are going to be paying to what's on the catalog and what choices their kids' teachers are being given for um, the books that they're going to be using to teach their kids. Um, and by the time they're through high school, it's already done. And then they go to college. And as I said uh, before we got to you, these kids are being taught this stuff, and it's, there's indoctrination going on in, at the colleges too, but they're they're primed. They, they've already been... They're, you know they're 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 ready to be taught this stuff because they've already been uh, introduced to it. I think there's a lot to that. Uh, I mean, certainly on the on the parent angle, it matters quite a bit that uh, parents place an awful lot of trust in the institutions that they send their kids to. Uh, they 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 trust that the the administration and the faculty really do have their students' best interest at heart. And so I think one thing that that uh, that really does push back on the narrative that. Uh, just because someone's a teacher means he or she is trustworthy uh, doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that. Uh, it, it still means parents have some obligation, as, as they should, to really just do keep an eye on what kids are reading and what they're thinking. Uh, I also think what you when you're talking about the uh, kids being primed, it reminds me that it's that much more important for educators to really teach students how to think rather than specifically advocating for what students should think. But really the goal, I think, of a, a solid education, and certainly part of what we try to do at Thales, is prepare students with the tools of thinking so that they can hear an argument, recognize that someone is trying to persuade them of something. It's, it's never just the facts. The facts mm-hmm. are always right. interpreted. So they should be able to hear those facts and recognize them and be able to respond to them as an act of rhetoric. Right, that's that's part of what we in a classical in the classical education world are all about. We're trying to help student, help every, help people recover the uh, the idea that uh, we need to critically analyze and evaluate the messages that are coming to us because if we just kind of blindly accept them. Other people get to control our freedom in a really substantial way. We're talking to Josh Herring. Uh, he writes a, a piece for the Federalist, and he's a teacher and uh, a doctoral student, and uh, has, has really come across some stuff that uh, should be disturbing to anybody who, who's not a liberal and has a kid in school, either high school or college. Here's one of my favorites uh, of the titles that you listed in your piece. Um, where, where is it? Oh, Modern Herstory, H-E-R-S-T-O-R-Y, colon, Stories of Women and Non-Binary People Rewriting History. Now, you know, what happened to, I don't know, Red Badge of Courage? Uh, or uh, you know, to kill a mockingbird. I mean, is this is this what's replacing the classics in high school uh, books like this? I, I I I'm certainly afraid to. I, I hate to admit it, but it uh, certainly seems on a in the, in the a trusted publisher uh, seems to think that they should. Um, and, and even I mean that kind of title that title caught my eye. Um, I mean, because it certainly it, it's there's at least three different oppressed groups wrapped up in the title itself, mm-hmm. and the, the very idea of being able to rewrite history. Is, history, is come on, Josh. As if the word itself is somehow oppressive. I mean, it's it's, it's yeah. absolutely ludicrous. Um, well, but I mean, uh, that 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 jumps out of the page at, off the page at you. But it's one thing as a concept to talk about, but, uh, you know, tomorrow morning, are there going to be kids in high school reading that book? And, uh, I mean, how, how are, you're a teacher, so 
when when you buy a book from this catalog, is it to use to assign kids to read and then give them a you know make them do a book report, or do you use it in class every day? Well, see, here's here's where a place where I think it might not all be doom and gloom because the, uh, uh, the the some other problems in education may very well save us from ourselves in a way. Because uh, I assign student the books that I assign to students, I actually insist that they read and I then assess them over whether or not they read, and I I force them to talk about those books with me. So it becomes uh, both a little bit embarrassing when they haven't done the reading, and it also becomes very evident in their grade very quickly that they've not done the reading. Um, I don't know that that same concern for having done the reading exists uh, across the board. I mean, I think that 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 concern that because I think my the books that I assign are good for my students, both body and soul. So it actually benefits them to read them. I don't know that that same conviction is shared uh, by the by the folks who would intentionally order this book. Oh, but what, uh, but so, what I'm saying, Josh, is I mean, I, I went to school way back in the 20th century. And you know we were we were assigned. I think I was assigned uh, um, the red badge of courage. I probably ended up getting the uh, cliff notes, but I mean I do remember being being assigned yeah. the book. Are kids being assigned modern history stories of women and non-binary people rewriting history, and and they take it home and their parents see that? That that's really more than I know. I mean yeah. I I don't know that that's the case. Um, I, I was I, I was equally disturbed by uh, I think that same paragraph I mentioned one it's the uh, it's the little book of feminist saints. No oh boy. Uh, I've I've got a uh, I mean I've got a short volume that's it's stories of Catholic saints from down the ages mm-hmm. and another one that's the stories of martyrs throughout the centuries. But to as if to put the feminist cause on the same playing field and then to elevate these women and to kind of baptize them with religious language struck me as very interesting. Can, can we all be feminists? Was another one. So it must must be a pretty uh, an often recurring theme there. Uh, I think so, and there, there's a sort of a totalizing narrative. I mean, it's it's not asking those titles aren't asking can we add a feminist view of history to the existing narrative, but rather suggesting we need to replace the existing narrative with a feminist narrative. Uh, that, that that's a dangerous thing. I think. I mean, it, it really robs us of our own history when we do that. Apparently, Obama uh, I, I, is is pretty popular. I think he's pretty recent history. Is is he going to be represented more than say I don't know Washington, Lincoln, FDR, even you know Nixon, JFK? Uh, I do remember seeing something about Nixon or JFK in there, but I didn't see a single reference to George Washington or to Abraham Lincoln, except possibly there were two volumes that were kind of honestly a little bit bland-sounding document collections. Mm -hmm. Uh, One was tied to the Constitution, one was just a general document history of the United States. That was present, and I I assume they would have something in there from Washington Lincoln. Uh, But President Obama was mentioned multiple times in multiple titles. Uh, and including one that seemed uh, struck me as kind of odd. It was a it was a, a, a it was a book written by a uh, an Obama aide that was sort of his own coming of age story. But it was uh, it was uh, but it was listed under the fiction section, if I remember correctly. It just struck me as very oddly placed, uh, and and not something I would like earmark as definitely good language arts material for for students to read and kind of learn how to write based off of. I guess the other question, I only have a little bit of time left here, about less than a minute, um, is are, are the kids reading books anyway? Uh, some are. 
Some are. I've got several students that come in. Uh, they've just they, they're still Barnes and Noble uh, dedicated. They they go to the local bookstore in the library. They come in with books. Uh, the majority, I would say, no. Um, they play Fortnite. They they watch YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they they read what they're forced to read in school, which mm-hmm. does emphasize the importance of what they're assigned in school. Because for some, that's all they're going to read. Wow. Well, Washington, Lincoln, they're a bunch of old guys. You know who needs to read about <laughs> old- them. Old guys with wisdom. Yeah. Uh, old guys who had, had a few things right. Hey, uh, um, I appreciate you being on with us, Josh. Josh Herring of Thales? Thales. Thales Academy. Thales yes, Academy. I'm going to do a quick Google search on Thales just to I'll show you what kind of a guy I am when we're finished here. <laughs> sure. Please do. We've got a, we've got a great website, and we're, uh, we're, we're an expanding network of classical schools based out of the, the Triangle area in North Carolina. Okay. It's, so. uh, it's spelled T-H-A-L-E-S. Thanks a lot, Josh. I appreciate yes, it. All right. Have a great day. You too. We'll be right back. And uh, when we come back, speaking of stupidity, how about this for a headline? Does the American flag offend you? Stanford thinks it might. Don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. The 2018 Donut Hole is closing fast. Open enrollment ends December 7th, and you have some important decisions to make today. This is John Stagerwald. Medicare is confusing. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial know you have questions, and they have the answers you're looking for. Before you lock in for another year, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold Pat for 2019? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up next year and how much should you switch your part d prescription plan or drop it all together don't go it alone let marley financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want a plan that focuses not just on cost but quality with lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses visit marleyfg.com today that's marleyfg.com are you about to pay double for new windows siding or doors if you haven't called windows R us you just might many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double with over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, gutters, siding doors, and, of course, windows. Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months and up to $20,000 on new vinyl, fiberglass, or wood windows. With options like triple-pane glass and names like Pella, no hidden fees or surprises ever. Your no-loophole lifetime warranty covers everything, including glass breakage, at no additional cost. Mention AM 1250 with your free estimate for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company, WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. The original Mattress Factory's mission is simple. We hand-build quality mattresses in our local factories. We sell those mattresses directly to our customers so we can eliminate the middleman, saving you hundreds of dollars compared to mainstream brands. While the other guys have their gimmicks, the original Mattress Factory has a straightforward approach and is committed to quality and doing what's best for our customers. It's what we've done for almost 30 years. Go to OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. Great beds, no bull. That is the original Mattress Factory difference. Quality products plus factory direct prices equals great value. Mattresses that are designed with better materials. Mattresses that are hand-built in local factories. Mattresses that cost hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Now I know what you're thinking. This all sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it isn't. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. 
The original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made, honestly priced. Everybody's doing it, and everybody's making money at it, except you. You're losing holiday business to your online competitors, and you don't know how to get in the game. Talk to us at Salem Surround, digital marketing experts who offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness, even if you have none, and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales coming out of this season. We can design and implement all of your online marketing under one roof, give you monthly reports on results, and instantly move your dollars to the most effective areas of your online advertising and sales. Social marketing, geofencing, web search enhancement, event targeting, and more. Now, there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround, increasing sales dramatically. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. That's surroundpittsburgh.com, connecting you with new customers. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, I don't know all the history out here at Stanford, but with Sigma Chi, the fraternity, the the, the fraternity was um, booted off the campus or dissolved. I don't know what, something happened to Sigma Chi. So in the process, uh, Sigma Chi out there at Stanford, they were trying to save themselves, the fraternity was trying to save itself, I guess is a better way to put it, from being disbanded. So they hooked up with this guy. They call him in the story, Mr. Z. He was, a, he was a, um, somebody from the school who said supportive and trying to help Sigma Chi outlast probation. And uh, so they asked Mr. Z's recommend, recommendations on what they can do to be put in better standing at the school. So they... Invited him over to the uh, over to the uh, to, to the Sigma Chi house, and so he came in for dinner. Mr. Z, this is a guy who works for the college, University Stanford University, and Mr. Z offhandedly suggested that Sigma Chi, it says here, remove the potentially discomforting symbol outside. That would be the American flag flown in front of the house. Mr. Z. Uh, urged Sigma Chi to consider the image being presented to the rest of the campus by flying the, fl- uh, flying the flag out front. He further stated that if Sigma Chi wished to break away from stereotypes that plagued the house and to change its perception on campus, its members should contemplate unhoisting the American flag. Mr. Z's recommendation insinuated not only that the flag made others uncomfortable, but that its being flown tainted Sigma Chi's reputation and presumably worsened its chance of survival. So, by ha- the, the school is trying to, I mean, the fraternity is trying to butter up the school, and they, uh, so they have a flag flying out in front of their fraternity house, and they're told, you know, you guys are you're doing okay, uh, but you know, you got this this thing out, this flag out front, but we can't have that. I don't know what it was that uh, Sigma Chi did to get booted off campus. I, I think it was something about they found out that people were farting at the uh, at the fraternity house, something really bad like that. So they <laughs> they're gone, and they should be glad. They should get off campus completely, including the the members should leave and never come back to Stanford ever again. The stupidity is unending. We'll see you tomorrow. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.